Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Get in! Well, it's noon here, I think. I don't know if... Yes, we're live. It's noon here in in uh, Ventnor, New Jersey, Bethesda, Maryland, and certain parts of West Virginia. And this is news that you can use from, well, Car Edge. And, and one of the hosts, that son of a gun, showed up like three seconds before showtime. Nothing like preparation there, Mr. Zach. Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? Kimberly Klein, ladies and gentlemen, the fiance goddess herself. <laughs> Nothing like cutting it really, really close. Hi, guys. How are you? Happy Friday, Kimberly. Doing well. If only the folks that tuned in could join us. If only. That, that truly was pretty special. Happy Friday to everyone. We have got a good show ahead of us, folks. We're going to be talking about why car dealers are feeling the pain. Pops, Kimberly, you guys got any guesses why they are feeling the pain? Uh, bad burrito? <laughs> bad burrito. Kimberly, what's your guess? I'm going to say PVR. PVR? Okay, that's a good guess. It is, it, is, it is less bad burrito. It is more PVR. Let's jump right into it. We had one of the or actually, Dad, is AutoNation, are they the largest? Second um, largest now. They're the second, second largest. largest car dealer. Their profits plunged. Ah. They use slips here on uh, Auto News. AutoNation yeah. Q4 net income slips 26%, while revenue rises 1.7%. AutoNation's new vehicle retail sales increased 4.3% in the quarter compared to a year earlier, but used vehicle retail sales dropped 9.2%. Before we kick off this conversation, I want to pull up Bill's comment here. Sorry, that covers your face, Kimberly. My apologies. Bill says, the dead cat has bounced. Car questions answered Brandon. Sold his pickup truck at, at price peak this week, watching for when he replaces it. Okay, we see AutoNation's earnings down. We see people like Brandon go into the wholesale markets. He's a dealer going to the markets and selling his car right now. Help me out here, guys. Is this not the writing on the wall? The dealers are feeling the pain and will continue. Who, who should we believe here? I'm not sure. <laughs> but but I will say one thing, if I can. Um, when when profits drop 26%, that's not a slip, okay? That's like a fall. <laughs> that is not a profit slip. No. Yeah. Profits drop dramatically. 26, more than a quarter of their profits were, it was a quarter of their profits it had been in the past that's not a slip ladies and gentlemen that is uh something fell off the cliff that is a plunge <laughs> it is definitely a plunge for sure and kimberly you were on something their pvr also did go down so i mean they're, they're making less money per vehicle we are seeing a what we call it last week reversion to the are we not is that a technical what <laughs> Really, that's what you say. Yeah, Zach, we're seeing a reversion to the yes, mean. How Zach, do you know? We are seeing a reversion to the mean. But I will say that we did discuss a little bit last week. Um, well, I had some thoughts on, yeah, you know, the, in the finance office, at least, PVR is per vehicle retail. And I can tell you that with rising interest 
interest rates, rising prices, especially on used vehicles, that that's going to go down in the finance office. The finance pot may plunge. And I, I think we said last week or maybe one day this week, I don't know, that we're actually <laughs> seeing a compression um, in profit margins. The, the profit mm-hmm. margin per vehicle sold is is becoming less and less, not not dramatic dramatically less mm-hmm. uh, close to a slip than a plunge mm-hmm. um but but we are seeing the the amount of profit per vehicle both on the retail side and in the finance side being compressed and the compression is due to two factors on pre-owned cars it's because they have to pay too much for the car and they know that they can't ask the same uh, profit structures they normally would have because nobody can afford it. Yeah. And B, interest rates are causing a compression in the F&I office because the F&I managers have to somehow manage to fit all their product into a payment that is still palatable to the customer. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing compression, if nothing else. Yes. Well said. Compression. Reminds me of compression socks. Uh, I was just thinking that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We've got some folks mentioning some maybe compression in the audio. Is everything fixed now? Could folks let us know if if the audio is coming through loud and clear? Now, at the same time as we have the AutoNation earnings coming out, we also see some really interesting dynamics in the used car market, which we'll touch on in just a moment. But before we do, I want to hit the drum roll really quickly. Give me one second. I want to hit the drum roll because I want both of you to guess. Oh, I love these. What was the average profit for AutoNation on a new car sold last quarter? It was down 13%. So keep that in mind, down 13%. On a new car? On a new Did car. Did you say new? Okay. And dad's getting a phone uh, call. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Ray? Uh, I'm thinking that the average new and I didn't read the article. Um, but at the average new car profit dropped to about $2,250 per new car. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. I was going to say 2500 What? What? <clears throat> Zach's laughing. Okay. Oh, good Lord. What is it? $5,633. Yeah, but does that include... Back yeah, end? what is that? Is that ba- is that all round? That's all in. That's all in. Oh well, I was just thinking the front end growth. Right. Profit. So was I. Twenty five hundred front, but whenever you end, yeah, that makes sense to me. So there. There are two parts <laughs> to every car but, transaction: the front end and the back end. That would be that the is, sales and the finance. That number is, however, even though it's down 13 percent yeah that number yeah. is ridiculously high oh my gosh in, yes in comparison to what was normal just three years ago yeah hey want to just pull up a comment here um we've done nothing different on our end today and i've got mm-hmm. no wi-fi warning so if if the stream is lagging please let us know in the chat i wonder if it's youtube related I actually do, because we've done literally nothing different today. Um, and, and occasionally we do get Wi-Fi warnings, but none have come up. So let us know in the chat if you're experiencing issues. And maybe I actually I don't I didn't tell you this, Pops or Kimberly. Last night, uh, YouTube called me. Our what? YouTube partner 
person called me. I was eating dinner. I was like, I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I didn't really want to talk to him. I'm very disappointed though that that it's lagging. That's really disappointing, guys. Um, I'm really sorry to to hear that. We're not pops, Kimberly. You guys having any lag issues when I talk or anything like that? Not at all. I am not. I will tell you that we have high winds around here today, and I've had some little glitches with my phone this morning, but um, that's gone away, and everything's good on my end. You got that yeah. coming in here from their attack. So yeah. All right. Sorry guys. Hopefully, hopefully it resolves itself. If it doesn't, obviously, you know, tune in back on Monday, but we're going to keep going here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Although David says potentially we could talk slower. Talk we will give slower. that a try. David. Yeah. Now, okay. one of the things that's keeping auto nations PVR so high guys could be this. Yes. My local auto nation Toyota has been charging over MSRP for the longest and still trying to squeeze the last few dollars out of everyone that allows it. Yeah, yeah. that could be doing it. Mm-hmm. Hanging well, on you to know, the last penny. What's funny about that is, uh, you know, um, we have some friends that actually work at AutoNation, um, and at least in the DMV, which is D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, uh, mm-hmm. as my friend had has put it, the quickest way to get fired is uh, from AutoNation is to try and charge over MSRP. Um Addition, they they at least in this market here in in the uh, in the DC Virginia area uh, they don't want their dealers charging additional dealer markup now obviously there there's different regions to the country and and I guess different regional presidents or vice presidents or or market managers look at things differently mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I wonder if it's a foreshadow for what's to come, however, with other dealer earnings, uh, if they'll also be down. Now, at the same time, as we mentioned this a moment ago, we have really weird dynamics going on in the used car market. This came out just this morning, Kimberly and Popsa. I know you haven't had a chance to review it, but I thought we could do it live on the show because it's fascinating. All right. Mm-hmm. Wholesale used okay. vehicle prices see large increase in first half of February. Wholesale used vehicle prices on a mixed mileage and seasonally adjusted basis increased 4.1% from January in the first 15 days of February. This was the largest February increase since 2009's full month 4.4%. We're going to blow that out of the water. So every yeah. single anecdote we've heard from folks, um, every single anecdote we've heard is is true. The data here is showing it as well. Used car values are increasing again. There was a time to sell your car. Now is it? You know that's that's mm-hmm. becoming abundantly mm-hmm. clear. We're seeing a a spike up now. It is interesting. One of our community members mentioned this. He was watching car questions answered, and Brandon just sold a truck at the auction. So maybe now is the time. Maybe now is the time to be thinking about selling a car and and uh, waiting a little bit to buy one back. What do you guys make of this? What do you make of the fact that used car prices are going back up again, Kimberly? For myself, I I. Don't know. All I know is that historically they go up at this time of year. Um, in ref- you know, thinking that tax refunds are coming, people are going to be in the market more come spring, March, April. Um, so this is not abnormal. What is abnormal is that figure that they've gone How much? that. Yeah. Yes, that high, and the taxes, from what I understand and from what I hear, are not going to be as large may have been in previous years. So uh, the other thought that I have is it's kind of a push pull with the new car market um, because you can 
can get a new car for the price of a used car, depending on the model make right now. Um, and so there's this kind of, I don't know, what do you call it? This uh, agitation between the two of them, like a washing machine almost. But what do you think, Ray? I, I it's historically speaking, the amount of increase is is to me somewhat staggering. Yes, I understand that towards the latter part of January and most of February that many, many dealers go out there and are trying to fill up their used car lot for the spring selling season and for tax season. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, but with car values having been so high for so long, it's just hard to fathom that for this spring selling season where refunds won't be nearly as robust as they had been in the past, um, that, that we would see a spike in values to the degree that we are something. Yeah. Something is off somewhere. Okay. Um, something doesn't quite add up. It doesn't all make sense. Um, and you've heard me say it, I think it's a blip. I think it's it's an anomaly. That doesn't mean it is. I could be, and I have proven to be any number of times, entirely incorrect in my thinking. But this just doesn't, it doesn't compute. Uh, and, and, I, and those prices, I don't see how they are remotely sustainable. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to I want to just bring up for a moment here. Thank you, Kenneth. Um, FYI, YouTube has been problematic all day today. I waited almost a minute for the site to load just 15 minutes ago. It's not you. It's YouTube. I was oh, just doing some quick you. Googling while we were live. I do think there are some issues currently going on with YouTube. So I encourage everyone to watch the playback afterwards. So if you're very frustrated, because I'm reading the chat here and I see it. Yeah. Like I understand why people are frustrated just come back in about 30 minutes and hopefully it's all resolved as um, as YouTube uh, processes all of the video. We've got here from Space Mario, one of the coaches on our team saying, I'm with Ray, uh, Mark saying, you know, he hopes you're correct. I want to pull up another interesting bit of information that we talked about at times this week because I think it, it truly connects all the dots here. You can, I've mentioned, I mentioned it yesterday on the show, Kimberly. I don't know if you saw the show with, with uh, Roman and Tommy. I did. From, it was uh, very NFL, good. We actually, we kicked, they are so good. They're great. They we are. Hope to work with them again in the future. Um, we talked about it a little bit. We talked about um, banks starting to sell off their asset-backed securities, their, their loan portfolios uh, to other investors. And this happened just a week ago that this was posted over on LinkedIn from a gentleman who's an executive in this industry. Alarming auto loan delinquency rates from a recent Bank Reg data report. Truist Bank has uh, just restructured 516 million of auto loans, with 123 million being delinquent. That is nearly 25% of that book of business delinquent. This just shouts desperation. Two largest bank auto lenders, Capital One and Ally, are also having issues. Capital One's auto delinquency rate went from 5.45% to 6.38. Ally went from 4.61 to 5.39. So when you start to look at, I can only equate this to the 
movie I watched, which was sports. So I'm probably wrong here because I'm, I'm naive, but it does seem like a blip and it seems like an opportunity for banks and dealers to take advantage of the blip. I don't quite understand how it's happening or why it's happening, but I think it's an opportunity for them to take advantage of it and then wash their hands of some of the responsibility. Whoever's picking up these loans, whoever's, whoever's buying these yeah. overpriced cars at the auction right now, like they're the ones that ultimately will be holding the bag. And we've seen this before. The volatility of the market going up and down has been very snappy. You know, it's been very snappy. quick, high yeah. up, high down. So the prices will go down. Like if you can short cars, I think prices will be down in two months understand to your point pops why they would keep going up so i just thought the delinquency data and the fact that the banks are selling their loans is an interesting dynamic here to also think about i i i think what will truly be interesting is to see what happens 60 to 90 days now if if the spring selling season isn't nearly as yeah as large as these dealers are thinking that it's going to be the ones that are truly overpaying for used cars right now, if they end up getting stuck with all these vehicles that they paid way too much for, what's going to happen in, in 60 to 90 days when sales just weren't there and it's slowing down even more? Um, so that, uh, you know, we try to read tea leaves. We're not always good at it, but... I think, you know, come April, you know, two months from now, and, and if used car sales are still declining and all these dealers that stocked up in all these overpriced cars are sitting on, on all those cars, I, I think, you know, what we've seen go up can come back down like that, um, and it would be about damn time. And then, Ray, would they just have to cut their losses? And there's going to be a fire sale. They're going to have to cut their losses at some point. They're going to have to accept their losses at some point. They're going to have to accept the fact that they bought high, too high, and that they're going to have to sell low, mm -hmm. just the opposite of what they had hoped it would be. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, if, if that is indeed what is transpiring, um, that sales are slower than what they anticipated. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna have to eat those those losses. They're gonna have to eat those mistakes. Um, and and you know if they're on a sixty to ninety turn policy on their used cars, we're gonna see that by by the middle of April. Now that one, that that lag, that was real. And my dad, that's a real lag. Better Wi-Fi in his condo. That was real lag. That's on us. Actually, it's on Pops. Yeah. He's now a a strange blur on the screen. So that one, we will own that one. Pops, you're on the board at your condo building, aren't you? I am not, but my neighbor is. Okay. All right. Put in a yeah. put in a good word. Get some some fiber optic fiber optic. Here, uh, here. Uh, let me it. share. Let me share one thing with you about this condo. Okay, this yeah. building was built in 1970 or 72. Huh. That was a good uh, year. Uh, I suppose. It was, it was wired then for cable. It's still the same damn wires. Comcast at this point owns the wires. The building has been in negotiations with Comcast for the last 18 to 24 months to get them to rewire the building. Because there are literally 
units in this complex that can't get cable. They have the wires, but they can't cable their unit. So I'm actually fortunate that it works in mine. Doesn't work as well as I'd like, but it works in mine. <laughs> Did you have oatmeal for breakfast this morning, Ray? It How sounds like you, you had oatmeal for I, breakfast this I morning. I did have. I knew breakfast. it. Oh my! You know, I I'm turning it. over. I was turning over a new well oatmeal in my life, a new leaf in my life, and I thought <laughs> instead of instead of eating a late lunch, I like yesterday's it. lunch was almost at four o'clock in the afternoon, and and Kimberly said to me, she said, "Ray, that's that's not lunchtime." I said, "It is in L.A." Uh, <laughs> so instead of eating a late lunch, I thought maybe I should start eating breakfast. And I went and I bought a big oh, container of oatmeal, and I made myself all right, oatmeal. All right, today. All right. I, this is this is this is my this is why I'm on this show to redirect. All right, we've got one more piece of used <laughs> car market information that we need to address. Then I want to actually turn our attention to Friday, so we got to talk about success stories. And I have a surprise for Kimberly and Pops that they don't know about, and we'll get their live reaction oh to. God. So oh stick my. around. For that. All right. So this is more data coming from our friends over at Cox Automotive. And we actually don't have a relationship with them, but maybe someday <laughs> we will. Yeah. Prices are still falling on average, but rate of decline is now below 4%. So here are the average retail prices for used cars over the last 24 months. They went up. They're they still sure very inflated. They've started yes. to come down. Here is the annual change or the, the uh, uh, yeah, the annual change year over year for the particular months. So you can see there was a period of time back in January 2022, February 2022, March 2022, April 2022, where you could have bought a used car and its retail price, price excuse me, would have been 30% more than the year prior. Yeah, wow. So we've seen a decline. We've seen a, a significant decline in the rate of increase. And actually, we are starting to see depreciation because you can see here, if I really zoom in, that is below, that is below mm -hmm. zero zero uh, percent so we're actually seeing cars decline there was a bit of a spike up that we saw now they're coming back down again you've got to imagine that if wholesale values are going up that retail values will follow suit we have and we've documented this back on caredge.com we have a great article that justin put together he crowdsourced information from folks that watch these streams and our videos about carvana offers going up significantly i mean there were some cars that within a, a month even if you put more miles on them they went up thousands of dollars there was a rav4 mm -hmm. that i tweeted about that went up five thousand dollars in a month so we have seen retail prices go down but they're probably about to go right back up and then when they do go back up we have interest rates that we've talked about are 13 percent on average there's no way that all mixes. So this is the full landscape, right. the full landscape of what's been going on and what is going on. Thus, the reason I think we can all look at each other and say, okay, prices are inevitably going to go back down because there isn't a world where average people can afford used cars that are 30% more in value, 15% interest rate. Kimberly, you, you sat in the finance office for, for a decade plus. That's a big monthly payment, isn't it? And people look at the payment and they can't afford that. It's huge. It's it's ridiculous, if you ask me. It's just ridiculous. The price of a used vehicle and throw in the interest rate, and now all of a sudden I have to write you at buy rate, so the finance manager has no room to mark up your... They're going to try. Don't get me wrong. A finance manager will try to mark up your rate from buy to sell. But uh, 
then if I do that, I need to squeeze in some products here somewhere as well. Part of a financial pay plan involves the money in the pot, but it also is, well, I'm going to get it's penetration of products. So how many products am I going to sell this month? Well, that's going to shrink, you guys. That's going to shrink. And, and so to, to, to get a customer and to pull a deal together is going to be harder and harder to do. Even if we have the customer in the showroom, they want to buy that car. It's going to be tough to put it together to structure a loan. And, and Kimberly, if I can piggyback on that uh, for a moment, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think over the last two to two and a half years, um, the amount of F&I products per deal has gone up on average. It yes. used to be probably somewhere oh, yeah. around one, one to one and a half products. And now it's probably closer to three products per, I would per deal. So. Mm -hmm. And, and I would think with, with the interest rates being what they are, and in order to keep the payments affordable, product penetration per deal will probably drop significantly again. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it drops down below two products per deal. Um, because, well, there's, it, 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 it's just not affordable. You know, the payment's just not actually. Go ahead, yeah. Zach. I was just saying, there's also a push to educate more consumers about the efficacy of products and give them access. Like I'm thinking about Kimberly's been working on this for a couple of weeks, trying to get other products. Why are we trying to get other products like a tire and wheel product or, or a, a, a product? why? So that as consumers, we have magnitudes of scale before the dealer just says you have to get it. But it also hits into this pops and Kimberly and sorry for redirecting, but I think this comment's really important. Mm -hmm. Frazier, who's, who's frequently with us. Thanks for being here, Frazier. I know you guys advocate for not taking everything in the finance for products outside of the finance office, but what do you do when the loan requires a service contract? You see stuff like this, which Kimberly, you can explain. That's illegal. Okay. But you see dealers yes. just trying to pull into things. Yeah, and please let me say, it, first and foremost, we do not advocate for you to say no. What we advocate for is for you to have the education to ask the questions. As I've said so many times before, it's not that those products are bad products. They've got guidelines. They don't want to make the dealership unhappy, trust me. But it's 100% up to the finance manager as to how much they mark these products up. And what we want to do is educate you on those products. Because you might see something on the menu that you like. Maybe you like a windshield repair or a key, re whatever it is. Ask the right questions, go through deal school, and then negotiate the price of that down. The problem is, I'm thinking that even if you do negotiate the price of these products down now, it's going to be really tough with interest rates along with high pricing of the vehicle itself. It's difficult. It's a difficult time for consumers. And, and you know, maybe there are some lenders out there like Credit Acceptance Corporation that might say, hey, you've got to take, you've got to take the warranty. I, I, I don't know that that uh, no. That, no. that that's no. legal. They don't. Um, no, it's not. but it, I I I wouldn't think that it would be. Um, mm -hmm. But it, that's just a ploy from the dealership F and I manager to get you to do something that you might not want to do. Uh, 
Um, yes. And and Slippy's <laughs> right. Knowledge is power. Yes. Okay. But it's 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 not the knowledge that's powered. It's the applied knowledge. You got if it. If you don't apply what you learned, then it has no benefit. So we're never saying that you shouldn't buy things. If you see value in it, buy it. Some people will, will not see value in any of that stuff, and they won't buy any of it, even if it might have actually made sense for them. Others will be swayed to think that it all makes sense. And, and all, we're, all we're trying to do is educate you enough so that you can make an informed decision as to does it make sense and what is a legitimate price to pay for it. That's all. Can I, can I say ahead, one Kimberly, real I got quick one thing to comment on, please? Everybody out there, no, you do. It is never a requirement of the dealer, or I'm sorry, of the lender that you take products. And that goes for Gap too. Even though you may need Gap and it should make sense to you, the lender will never say Gap required. Just so you all know. Thank you for that, Kimberly. Yeah, I want to make sure everyone is crystal clear on that. I want to do a quick Friday wins because my win ties in with this conversation. Okay. I didn't tell either of you guys this. Neither of you, you know, doesn't doesn't really matter. It, it does actually matter materially to you, but I don't expect you to know it. I recently negotiated with one of our vendors, one of our one of the people we work with, and last year we spent well in excess of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars with them. Pace this year, if we kept growing in the way we were growing, to spend over six hundred and fifty thousand dollars with them yeah because we're growing we're growing so it was right i got on the phone with them i talked to them and i just signed a contract with them for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the whole year fixed cost to me and the reason i was able to do that the reason i was able to negotiate that is because i had optionality i made it very clear to them i was very respectful i was very polite i was very kind here are the options that i have here's what i need from you <laughs> And they came back and they wanted it to be 200,000. And I stayed firm at, at, at a hundred. Well, initially we were going for 180. And then I came back and I said, no, I only, only the best I could do is 150. And that is a perfect example of how to negotiate. Just have options. And so I think when both of you are talking about the warranty products or things like that, who cares if you want to buy it or not and what your opinion is. If there's an individual and they get, they get, you know, uh, the, the curtain pulled over their eyes and, and the wool pulled over their eyes and they end up buying this thing because they didn't realize it because they didn't have options and they didn't have the confidence to negotiate. That's bad. That shouldn't exist in the market in the future. That's what we're trying to solve for. The principle that we put into place, obviously, I was super proud to get this deal done. And that's the type of stuff that we want to encourage people to do here as well. Just have options and feel confident to negotiate. So that's my Friday win. Saving Ooh. us a cool half a million dollars, I'll which say, is a ton of free Zach. money. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, You're my you. win now. Um, I'm going to make yeah. Zach my win. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Very, um, very nice. Have options. Boy. Have options. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pops. Well, you it, well, well can, I, I don't have a win, but let's talk about options. Folks, what's good to put in oatmeal? Okay. <laughs> That's what I need to know. I need to get your ideas on what I should put in my oatmeal so I have options. Presently, I like peanut butter, but there's got to be other options. So please share with me in here, if you can, what, what are, what's good in oatmeal. Because, well, I'm trying to stick around longer 
so that I can watch my son save many, many millions of dollars over <laughs> over his lifetime. And perhaps, just perhaps, he could look at me and go, hey, that guy deserves a race. But, but oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look in the comments. Walnuts, blueberries, milk, dates, figs. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yeah. I know. Mixed so berries. Awesome. I like that. Oh, I'm going to have so. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to go. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised you didn't ask me or Laura this. Time. We've been eating, I, I've eaten breakfast, uh, oatmeal for breakfast with, with Laura for over a year now. The same recipe every morning. It is so good. We do the same thing. Like, I'll, I'll give you the recipe. It's very easy. Mixed berries and almond butter, Dad. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. I just want ideas so I can have, as you like to say, optionality. I have yeah, a question. <laughs> who who likes runny oatmeal or thick oatmeal? I like runny oatmeal. I'm a thick fruit. oatmeal kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a a, a Ray and Zach versus Kimberly uh, argument. We're we're thick. Oh. I like them thick. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I like a good runny oatmeal with lots of fruit. <laughs> oh my God! Am I the only one? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I like my oatmeal running. I'm oh, waiting, well. Kimberly. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting. Oh, justice. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Wait, one more you oatmeal question. Oh, then, you're, Kimberly, I like, you're, you're Friday. I, I like what oh, go ahead, I'll say. It's, it's just, that's called cereal. <laughs> no, no, it's different. That's different. Wait, one more oatmeal uh, question. Do you guys do like steel? Do you do the Irish oats? Do you do the the instant? Like, what's your what oats are you using, pops? What oats do you use? Uh, I I bought the uh, uh, Quaker oats, old fashioned oats, not the quick oats. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I just you know I just put it in my pot with a little bit of water, let it boil up, and uh, now I've got to buy different things to put into it. <laughs> yeah, you got to Kimberly. What do you do? Do you use, do you do okay, normal or so... do you do steel cut? No, I have no idea, Zach. It's in a packet, and I pour it in a bowl, and I put hot, steamy, warm, hot water on it. So, oh, man, we're gonna is have to do. Is that steel cut? Is it regular? I don't know my oatmeals. Okay, this, this, <clears throat> I don't know how I feel. About oh this, no, but I'm gonna suggest it. Oh no. It. Okay. So this channel is, and we are gonna get Kimberly's win of the week. This channel is called Ray and Zach, and we have frequent guests like Kimberly on. On Kimberly's corner on Friday, and we have some automotive guests, um, you know, from from the community. I am contemplating doing a stream on this yeah. channel where I make yeah. oatmeal and show yeah. you guys and like pops, it would be a live stream. I'd want you on. And like, I will show you from home our recipe steel. You, you're using regular and with water that mm, no guys and steel fruit, cut. Yeah. You need to use some sort of, some sort of milk. There's a whole process. So yeah, time well, for a cooking can I, channel. I, can, can I ask you one question? Do you think maybe you could get Bobby Flay on here and, and we could see how he makes yes. his oatmeal. Because I'm sure it must be like chilies and stuff in there. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, it's a good chilies day if I don't burn the kitchen down. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Joshua won well, our it, job. Enough oatmeal. No, we'll get back to you, Joshua. Sorry. Go ahead, Pops. Sorry about that. I was going to say, I have another show to do in 10 Oh, minutes. he does. That's right. He so, does. so. 
Get out of here, pops. I'm gonna get Kimberly's win. See ya. Go to Car okay, Edge Electric. See you. Bye. I'll be there. Bye. Yeah, Love you. yeah. Bye. Good. <laughs> oh my god. I'm All removing right, so... you. Stop adding yourself back. There you go. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what, what you win, did Kimberly? is a huge win, Zach. What you did, I I really do want to use your win as my win. Um, but you, from the success, I know that's huge, Zach. Yay, you. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. You had, as I said in one of our um, success stories in the community, you had stick to Zach. You had the stick to And that's what people need in the dealership, too. It might not be 50000 100000 But you got to stick to it sometimes. You really, really do. So I've got two. Mazhar Ali, who bought his first ever new car. Big congrats to you. A 22 Honda Accord Sports Hybrid under MSRP. Excellent job. Wow. And I mean, yeah, yeah, he did great. And then the other one's going to go to uh, JD Shockett. I think that's how you say it. JD Shockett, who got her Nissan truck. Stick to itiveness in this as well. And she shared a very long story, but it's a good story. And big congrats to you. Well, talk about some stick to She had it. But as Ray always says, it comes down to knowledge, applied knowledge. So these folks in our success stories take the knowledge, apply it, and that's why they're there for success stories and community. So please, if you're not familiar, go to caredge.com slash community. Thanks for calling out. Those members of our community that had huge wins and go to the success stories channel and make yourself, uh, you know, aware of the stories that are yeah. here. Uh, here you go. You mentioned JD Kimberly. So I would rather have a root canal than buy a car at a dealership. And we have an awesome success story here. And and I'm just so proud that there's an entire community of empowered consumers here at Car Edge that are uh, sharing stories with one another and helping each other out. So please. Go check out that information. And we have a new homepage. So if you oh, haven't God. checked out the new caredge.com, we've got pops up in the top left. We got Kimberly in the right. We've got our whole team here, Phil, Ashley, Mario. The whole team is here to help you. So if you haven't checked out caredge.com in a minute, please do go check it out. We're making all sorts of updates and we have some really big things coming out next week. I mean, really big stuff we've been working on. For a significant Excellent. amount of time. So can't wait. The roadmap. We've got trusted offers and negotiability scores. And uh, we're, we've changed the recommendation to the Car Edge recommendation. That's coming back later on next week. So please go check out caredge.com. And just want to thank everyone for being here with us today. Uh, stay tuned for an oatmeal themed live stream at some point. And Kimberly, enjoy the upcoming weekend. I, I look forward to uh, probably talking to you later on today and then seeing you on Monday. Thank you. You too, Zach. Enjoy the weekend. And thank you to everybody for being here. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.